We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, good morning, folks. If you're on the road, I hope you're driving uh, slower than normal because those highways are slick and slippery. Side streets, main streets, freeways, you name it. Yep, they got ice on them, so be careful, folks. Uh, This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Tom Neubauer. He's Dan Bush. Sam Schmitz is on the boards today. We all made it in today safe and sound, thank goodness, because we're here for the next two hours as usual on a Saturday morning. We're here for the next two hours uh, talking about fishing, hunting, and other kind of goofy, crazy stuff. But if you want to join us during the show, all you got to do is give us a buzz at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can email us live at the skip at the Smokey's Inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. That's ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, Danny, I was just talking to the people about uh, side streets, main streets, freeways. They're all slippery. So uh, take heed, take caution, slow down. Don't be a statistic, you know. So, And we all had our fun this morning coming in. I took all a re- three of us. I took it real slow. Yep. Me and then too. when I saw the flashing lights up ahead where 94 eastbound uh, hits, I guess, 45 yep. there south. Yeah. Um, I decided to take Highway 100 south instead because I could see all the flashing lights up there mm-hmm. on that big bridge overpass. You know, kind of the turn there yep. where you had right where well, I figured it would be. I bet risky. you those overpasses are really well, slipping on yeah. those big ones up high. Well, the thing is, is Ooh. there's there's the, the salt trucks are out on, of course, they've on the highways, but you still got to watch it. And uh, I'm I've got a pretty good vehicle. But I've got, you know, there's little, probably two, two, two wheel, rear wheel drive, small little cars racing by me, 20, going 20 miles an hour faster than I am. And they don't realize it, it takes about a fraction of a second. And next thing you know, you're totally out of control. Yeah, you're, you're spinning like a Jewish dreidel. <laughs> what? I hope that wasn't racist. <laughs> What's a dreidel? It's a little top. It's a six-sided top, I think it is. A six-sided top. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that uh, I don't know. It's like something you like spin, jo- spin around with at like the holidays. Like a top. Yeah, the, the, the Jewish kids they give that as a gift. I, it give must a dreidel. Be a dreidel. Yeah. It, it's something. It's got some kind of significance from way back when, you know. Is but that it's like a little six-sided six top. Did Moses bring a dreidel down? 
They might have the had them back then. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> now, now you got me fascinated. You know, the one good thing about doing this show with you, Tom, is I've become greatly, greatly learned. Greatly my, knowledge, learned. <laughs> my knowledge is just leaping. Going by leaps oh, and bounds. Me. Oh, goodness. So, so I wonder if anybody's ice fishing. I mean, I don't know about today. I mean, I'm just saying... As the, I mean, I haven't checked lakes. What about out by you, by beautiful Pewaukee Lake? What do you, uh, how was, how's the ice out there, do you know? I don't know. I haven't been out there. It's uh, right where I live. I'm looking out there, and it's like nobody's out there at all. No. And it's like all, you know, water on top of the okay. ice and stuff. Right. And so, I don't think anybody's. Oh, that's right. We've had some nice days this last week that were pretty darn nice. Yeah, it's, I suppose we got to wait, you know. Let's just wait till we can pull the boat out. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's that. Hey, I'm with you there. Uh, I'm no, not big into the hard water fishing. Actually, though, actually, though, I'm, I, I speak tongue in cheek. Um, for our listeners out there, um, from now, pretty much, pretty much most every Saturday for the next till the end of February, you can find some great uh, fisheries at uh, a lot of the local lakes hosted by local fine establishments, and there are a lot of the fishing clubs and so forth. Yeah. They're uh, fundraisers, the money goes to good causes, and they're a lot of fun whether you fish or not. Right, so yeah, we, you don't have to fish. So like yeah. uh, Pewaukee Lake, uh, I know the walleye, Lunkers, I think, is going to have theirs on the 18th. Um, but um, Walleyes for Tomorrow, um, our Pewaukee chapter, they'll be having one. Well, you know, the show will go on whether you fish or not because yep. they've got all those great raffle prizes. So if mm-hmm. you just go in and buy a ticket, you know, e- even though, you know, I'd say the majority of people who buy those tickets, sure, that gets you into the fishery where you can fish, but the majority of the people don't fish, and they just go in and hope to become a lucky wiener and mm-hmm. win like, uh, you know, five. most of those places have like 500 Four, three hundred, something yeah. like four or five, two, one hundred, and then yeah. and then a bunch of prizes, and then yeah. if you're like the fiftieth guy called you, you get a great two dollar ice fishing jig rod. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been the yeah. jig rod winning yeah. schmo as opposed to the five hundred dollar winner guy. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I told you last year how there was one of the fisheries, and and uh, somebody went up, and I saw him throwing a bunch of tickets right at the end. And then there were a couple older guys there by the basket. And uh, I don't think they spun the basket because oh. they, call, they called the name and the one guy won 800. And then they called the same guy's name and he won like 500. And then I saw the guy kind of looking around. And he's like, oh, and then he started throwing the basket. Oh. And so basically they had a little kid reach in right up on top. Yeah. Oh. Right where... The he previous threw all, per- of his stuff. Threw all yeah. their tickets. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you gotta spin the spin the ba- you gotta spin the basket. Yeah. So but yeah, support the uh support the causes out there. And uh speaking of win, you know, I can't complain. Years ago you and I were at our friend Dan Johnson uh took us uh or gave us we SCI, we're at the banquet. You, I and John. Remember out at the Olympia? Okay. In Oconwoc? Okay. What do you mean? You're saying okay like you don't remember. I don't. Oh, come on. <laughs> What's don't. the matter? You I, don't. I you how can you forget that? I don't know. I don't remember it. I mean, all those concussions I, I, you had. I remember a, well where he had just Oh no. Those football no. hard knocks Anyway, tell, has, has remind you, me of it. What did we win? What's your name again? What's your name again? <laughs> did we win anything? We didn't win anything, oh, you okay. knob. You guys left. <laughs> you guys left. 
And it was about 10 o'clock at night. Oh, and uh, they had the gun boards. And I had spent like 40 bucks on gun. And so it was the final gun board. And I'm sitting all by myself, thanks to you guys leaving me. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. I really wish I could go home right now. I, I want to get to bed and get ready for the show. Mm-hmm. It was a Friday night. And uh, there were two guns left. There was like a Henry 22 and a Ruger Mini Ranch uh, on one of the gun boards. And you always go and look at the guns, gun boards first. So if you are lucky enough to get your name called, you don't want to go up there and be hee-hawing around deciding which right, one you yeah, want to get. Yeah. And fortunately, I've got kind of a knowledge in my head of which ones are worth more yeah, you yeah, know, as well, okay. which is more valuable, and kind of what I want. So I know in advance, if I win, I'd get this, that, that one. And sure enough, that mini ranch. And I got up there and won my mini ranch rifle. That's pretty neat. Yeah, those things listed about a thousand. They're still going for really eight. They, that eight, much. The, from the manufacturer suggested, knew they're going eight hundred bucks still. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a nice uh, firearm. In fact, uh, wow. I did get the trigger spring on it. Our listener was listening. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it worked great. It I on my trigger gauge, it now pulls at four and a half pounds. But more importantly, mm-hmm. uh, when you just bring it on up and put it on a target and squeeze, it just breaks. I mean, it seems even less than what it's measuring. Yeah, There's yeah. more to a trigger than just trigger pull. Yeah. there's. I, it's hard to d- explain, but, you know, there's like, well, there's supposed to be single stage triggers, double stage. Double stage is where it kind of, I believe, is where it kind of depresses a little bit then kind of gets firm and hits the second stage where it's ready to break. And uh, at least that's my limited understanding. Um, But then sometimes you have a trigger that's just like, like the mini ranch. It was just gritty. It was just stiff and gritty and you had to squeeze, 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 squeeze forever. And I'm thinking off if I was shooting at a coyote standing offhand at a hundred yards with my heart pounding, you know, it might be hard to get a clean break on it, but now it's just nice. It just breaks real, real good. So I would highly, uh, Suggest getting that trigger. It's a company called uh, uh, M Carbo, M and then C A R B O, and it's a uh, company that's uh, involved with uh, firearms and uh, and uh, it's down in Florida. So if you just Google M Carbo, it's some ex-military guy, and they support Second Amendments and cops and military families and so forth. Um, so yeah, good company, and you can order that little spring for fifteen bucks. If you're smart enough, you can try and figure how to put it in yourself. There's a YouTube video. Maybe if you're, if you're a dummy like me, you you pay somebody to put uh, that spring in. Maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers needs in his yard, arm. That old guy. When are they going to trade that old guy? You know, how'd what do you s- think? What What do you think? Well, Sam, how do no, we? Sam, how, what do you think, Sam? When are they going to trade that old guy? Never. You don't you think he's worth two million dollars a game? A game? I don't think so. I, he's he's over the hill. He can't hit a long hey, ball anymore. I hung I hung up that if you guys uh, are listening, yeah. I hung up a sign in our studio here. It says uh, it says free AJ Green twenty twenty. What and, does that mean? Oh, AJ Green for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going to be a free agent after this season. Yeah, and I think he is the perfect fit for the Green Bay Packers cuz I'm tired of like drafting rookie wide receivers yeah. and I want to like bring in a veteran receiver who can contribute. How about they now. bring in a good quarterback? No, well he does oh, okay. Let's see. He's how about just they bring in oh. How about you know, they bring in just, a good quarterback? He's just, I I he's agree trying that, to be a novel. I agree yeah. that Rodgers isn't his best. He's declining, <laughs> but I will still stick up for him. I know. I yeah. I'll tell you last uh the, the last game they played, I w- I was hollering for his head 
every long ball he threw was too long. Yeah, that, that was ugly. <laughs> I think that, well, I take it back uh, to the white Jesus. He threw one. Kumaro? Yeah. yeah. Threw one to him that uh, Kumaro had a chance to catch it at least. Oh, yeah. That was intercepted. But at least he had a chance. I, every other long ball he threw is always too long. It was like the. And it's like, what happened to his touch? It was like the most overthrows, you know? and I think that game was just an outlier. There's the most overthrows he had in like a single game, and just he's had a lot of them. The most incompletions. Well, I don't know. this it, year it'll be interesting to see a couple years down the road if all of a sudden the Packers draft like their number one draft pick, a quarterback, and see if that ticks off Aaron Rodgers like it did, <laughs> like it did Brett Favre. Yeah. Although Ted Thompson. Was not a genius picking Aaron Rodgers with that pick. No, he, he just, just got lucky. he had no plan on picking him whatsoever. The guy yeah. was supposed to be gone in the first ten picks. Yeah. He, fell he, into his lap. he basically had to take him. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like he jumped out there thinking, "I'm going to use yeah. my number one pick to get the predator." Yeah. Predi- uh, there's, there's one guy that the Packers could kick themselves for not keeping. Don't say it. You well, know who? Oh, don't say the it. The guy from the New Orleans. New Orleans. No. What's his name? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Okay, but ask yourself. Who's would, Taysom what? Hill? Would, McCar- oh. would McCarthy ever have the? Would McCarthy ever utilize Taysom Hill the way Sean Payton does down in New no, Orleans? No, you're right. He wouldn't yeah. utilize him that way. But Taysom Hill, Danny, does everything. Yeah, he's like for the Swiss the Army knife. He he, Is he like he a can, running back, multi-purpose. Everything. He's a wide out uh, in slot. He he oh, he's a quarterback. Oh, he's he can throw. Guy. Yeah, he's he can a white guy who ball. ran over three yeah. Vikings. Yeah. yeah, I like that yeah. guy. That he's guy a, was like a beast. He can throw the ball fifty yards down the field and hit a guy. I mean, as a matter of fact, in their last game, I think he threw for a touchdown. Yep. He scored a touchdown. He, he was, was like doing NFL, everything. It was like an NFL record for a single game. I'm surprised Bill Belichick doesn't pick. Pick yeah. up on yeah. a guy like because Bill Belichick, Edelman was a, a quarterback. Yeah, well, and I think Bill Belichick seems to pick kind of like the overlooked little white yeah, guys from yeah, small yeah. colleges that nobody, you know, Chris would, Hogan would, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his had. name? Those some of those Woodhead and some yeah, of these running backs. He gets these guys oh, you, never, guy on, uh, you never heard the Lions of before. That used to be with them. Oh, no. Amendola. Amendola, yeah. 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 He, so he gets those quick, fast little guys that most people might think, ah, oh, you know, he's, he's no good. Well, but, I'll uh, tell you, the Packers had Hill, and they let him go. It's like, and they kept, who did they keep? They kept, uh, what's Tim his, Boyle. Was it Tim Boyle? Uh, I don't know, at the time. I thought it was the year before Tim Boyle. Uh, who oh. was it? Oh, um, the, Brett Hundley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they kept him. If they, uh <sighs> I will say this, though. Uh, Rogers even talked about it this week. He said, you know, this is the time that in my career that um, they had drafted me when Brett Favre was, you know, going starting. Is he bracing on, himself there? I think he's starting. To, I think he's tra- just trying to get like ahead of the curve as opposed to like, you know, getting a bunch of questions. Yeah, if all of a sudden yeah. the day then, after the draft and you know, Danica yeah. grabs a phone and says it's for you <laughs> right. and they go, well, how do you feel about them <laughs> drafting number one from yeah. Clemson? Yeah. <laughs> Their quarterback, and I'm sure you know. You. And to tell you the truth, he'd probably say, "Yeah, fine," because maybe he's going to go at it totally different than Favre treated him. He'll probably treat a new guy totally differently. I think he well, will. What do you mean? I mean, treated. I don't know. He didn't really treat him. Uh, he just he, he, he just said, kind of ignored he, him. He yeah. just said, "You know, if they expect me to mentor him, no, that's not my I'm job." Not, he not, said, "That's not my job. I'm not a coach. Yeah. It's, it's not my job." Yeah. And uh, yeah. But then it's kind of funny, you know, what are they going to do in New England if Brady leaves? Because he forced Garoppolo out of there oh. a couple years ago. Yeah. He forced him out of there. 
I don't think Brady was comfortable having no. having Jimmy G sitting there behind him. So now that he now that he forced New England to get rid of Garoppolo, then he can say, see ya, and now they're sitting high and dry. Yeah. And we'll see what happens this spring. Right now, let's see what happens with these commercials that we got coming up right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. <laughs> Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks for listening this morning. And we do want to, we were talking fisheries earlier. Remember that uh, the 22nd annual Ice Jamboree for the Walleyes Unlimited Club is going to be at AJ's Bar and Grill next week, Saturday on the 18th. And this one goes from 5 to noon. Um, and you can fish Big Muskego or other area lakes. They got great fish prizes. And, and the cool thing about the fish prizes is that they don't just put uh, pay out one place. They pay out several places for the different species. And there's great meat le- meat raffles. You can get there, go inside. Uh, raffles will begin about 1130. And there's uh, great prizes, including Jiffy Power Auger and team jerseys yeah, don't they and have, cash. And, don't they have two raffles? One's a meat raffle for all different kinds of meat, and then one's a prize raffle for all different kinds of the, prizes? The, the meat raffles, Tom, are not, it's not a meat raffle. The meat raffles, yeah. well, here's how it works. Yeah, Explain you, to me, it, Lucy. I can't, boy, you don't, I can't believe you've lived this sheltered life you're, you're for the last 20 years. What? So you go, so like go to Curly's Waterfront for, for uh, and you'll see Whatever, how they, yeah. they all work the same. Basically, they have a bunch of meat. Yeah. And they go, okay, we're going to raffle off this big tenderloin. Yeah. Uh, $1 a ticket or 5 right. for 5 Then they go around, sell the tickets, right. and have that raffle for that right. piece of meat. Right. Then 15 minutes later, they go, we got a uh, big thing of bacon. Yeah. Okay? Right. So it's like 50 meat raffles throughout the day. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant when I say okay. meat raffles. Right. I, yeah. thought I mean, thought, I knew that. I thought yeah. you thought it was like a big grand no, prize. No, no, like no, no. Oh, okay, no, no. you get all the meat. No, 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 no. There's lots of different cuts. So those are, yeah, those are just lots separate raffles. Yeah. Apart from the general raffle, if you buy a general right. raffle ticket from your coworker at work for, from one of these clubs, that puts you in the running for all of them pretty much have a first prize of 500 yeah. bucks. Where's uh, where's this going to be held out of, Danny? Well, this one's at AJ's Bar and Grill. Out in, uh, it's on Mesquite. You've been there before, yeah, right? You know right where it's that's near, landing, isn't that's it? It's near Boxhorn. That's on Boxhorn Drive. Yeah, Boxhorn Drive. You are greatly learned. I take back everything yeah. I said about you not knowing about meat raffles. But, uh, <laughs> but the, here's the good thing about this. They use their profits to help with college scholarships, kids' fishing clinics, military veterans, fishing outings, fish stocking, et cetera. And... Uh, so it's it's a uh, it's a good club. So I, if you want information, you can call our friend Walt. I think we talked to him last year. Walt yeah, Cook. Yeah, he's going to be calling us. Eight four seven seven one zero five four five three. So I figured you know, I'd. I talked put a to some plug. people, Danny, last year that they because uh, I I they have vendors at this thing where people selling different things. They show up, yep. open up their I don't know their van, their truck, whatever, and they sell different things. So. These people told me that went out there. They said, "Man, this was a big deal. There's vendors. a lot of people. There were vendors. Do they there have was... permits? Those vendors? I don't know. No, Tom. It ain't people legal. Pulling, uh, it's not. I mean, how about when John had that trailer that he'd drive all over to the musky shows and stuff? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Is he supposed to have a vendor permit for that? Yeah, I, 
John didn't worry about well, no stinking vendor permit. Uh, yeah, we don't need no stinking vendor permits. <laughs> also, uh, don't forget this weekend, uh, if you missed uh, Temple Bay Lodge at the All Canada Show uh, this past weekend, uh, I believe they will also be at Chicago this weekend. Yep. And they'll be at the Battle of Bago Ice Fishing Tournament in February. Mm-hmm. So don't forget if you got a family trip you want to take to Chicago, Chicago, Canada. Uh, Temple Bay Lodge is your way to go on beautiful Eagle Lake, multi-species. My brother-in-law goes up with his kid, and they've caught muskie, mm-hmm. pike, walleye. Uh, you can get some great shore lunch material, and you get on the bus and let them do the rest. Get on the bus. There is no fuss. I just came up with that. <laughs> oh, that's, Write that down, that's Wes. good. I mean, Sam. That's Write good. Write that down. Yeah, maybe I ought yeah, to start. Get on uh, the bus. There you know, ain't I no should have gone into marketing, Tom. I don't know. Yeah. You know, speaking of shore lunches, uh, years ago when I used to guide up on uh, Monaco, Tomahawk, and Kawagasaga, there was there's uh, these islands on uh, Tomahawk where they've got these grills. They're permanent grills. They're kind of dirty. You got to scrub them, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. But they're permanent grills on these islands. And then what we would do is uh, not everybody wanted to do it. Most people wanted to keep fishing, and then some people said, "Yeah, we'll take a break for lunch," and you just Pull up on a sand beach, get all your stuff out. I'd have a duffel bag with everything I needed in it, right. you know, and have a shore lunch. There was only one problem. A lot of flies on those sand beaches. A lot of flies. You those had little to, black ones yeah, that bite yeah. your ankles? Yeah, you had to get away from those. You had to go into away from the sand beach a little bit, you know. But, you know, that is such a nice experience, and you, and you don't need, you know, a lot of stuff to do it. I mean, you, you catch your fish, and you clean it. Now... I know it's against the law to throw the entrails into the lake, right? But where are you going to put them? You know, after you, you fillet the fish, you got the bones, you got the head. Well, just throw them in the bush. Well, you can, I guess, but the crabs, crabs and turtles got to eat too, you know? Just flag a few seagulls down. There you go. Hey, who do you got on the line? Uh, Kevin in Springfield, Illinois. Oh, good morning, Kevin. How you guys doing this morning? Hey, we're really good. How's it down there in Illinois? Uh, it's been raining for about uh, fifteen straight yeah. hours, but it's, you got, uh, supposed to get colder later. You got you don't have ice then, right? No ice yet. Well, we got we got day. the ice coming into the show this morning was hair raising for all of us. <laughs> yeah. So what's yeah, on your I'm mind, hoping, Kevin? Well, uh, real quick, let me say this: I'm I hope it's snowing for the Packer game tomorrow first. <laughs> yeah, I love watching games in the snow. Football games in the snow are awesome. Oh, yeah, me too. But uh, the main reason I'm calling is I want to thank Danny for mentioning that place that sells uh, the trigger springs for the Mini 14 and Mini 30. I've got both rifles, and I need to do something with them, and I think I'm going to give that a try. All right. Well, yeah, we, 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 we you were the one who sent the email, right? Or was uh, that you? Maybe I, not. I think I, well, I think I think I sent you one over a year ago. Maybe. Oh, no. This, this was just like about three weeks ago when Danny mentioned it, and he said, let me know. Uh, how that works out, you know, with those triggers. And so Danny mentioned it today. It worked out great, yeah. Danny's headset well, you know isn't working right now, so he has no idea yeah, what you Danny's guys are talking about. Yeah, Danny's headset isn't working, so he doesn't hear you, And the one I had at home you, sitting Kevin. on the counter right by my keys to bring for the last two weeks, I forgot it again. Yeah. So if you got a question, I'll relay it to him, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I could have emailed you, but my memory yeah. is about as bad as yours. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny how... You know, when you get older, it's like some things you remembered no problem, and other things it's like you have no clue, you know? So I know. who knows? It, it, can, 
It can be embarrassing at times, yeah. huh? Well, Danny took his uh, trigger guard to a place to have them install it. So I don't know if you're going to do that or not. Well, is it in the trigger group, Danny, or did you even take it apart to look at it? Is it in the tr- trigger group, Danny, or did you take it apart to look at it? Um, I just took the whole firearm in, but you can, uh, if you go to the M Carbo website and buy it, there was a YouTube video that showed a guy pulling out the whole trigger assembly and how to replace the spring. So, okay. but you got to have like the little special tools and stuff to, you know, you don't want the okay. spring going flying yeah. off on the, this, yeah. so you take this, you're yeah. just replacing the spring, but it looked like there's a specific procedure, a gunsmith, no problem to do it. But um, right. you're better off just, I just paid a guy 40 bucks to do it. There you go. Then you know then it's, know done, it's right. done right. Yeah. yeah. Well worth it. It's yeah. for any mini uh, mini 14 or mini 30 ranch rifles. Yeah. You know right. you know what it's like, Kevin? It's like you, you got a bait caster reel and you decide you're going to take it apart to clean it and grease it. And you got about 52 parts. And when you put it back together, you got two extra. <laughs> and you oh, go, yeah. oh, oh. There, there is there is another place that I had been planning on doing this. There's another place, if you Google online, Mini 14 uh, trigger work, there is a company that uh, actually does Ruger factory work, or it, they actually do work for Ruger themselves, but it's not actually Ruger. But they have uh-huh. a, a deal where you can actually, they used to have you send the whole rifle, but now they say you can send the trigger, pull out all the trigger stuff. Uh-huh. And so I was going to take it to a gunsmith and have them pull out the trigger, whole trigger stuff, and ship it to them. And they've got, uh, for different prices, they can customize your trigger, you know, to uh, whatever, a four pound, three pound. I mean, they got, and they, they'll just custom work right on that trigger trigger group themselves. But I figured for $15 getting that spring and having someone put it in was better than going through all that hassle. And now it's just, it's just fine. I'll, yeah. It'll be fine for hunting. Yeah. If I ever yeah. see well, a coyote, I'll, I'll be able to hit it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I've sent I've sent the little springs flying across the room too, like we all have. Well, that's just <laughs> it. With with a lot of things, we take them apart, and then yeah, springs especially like flying across the room. Well, Kevin, <laughs> thanks for calling. All right. all right. Thanks. You guys do a great job on your show. Thanks for doing it. Thank yeah. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, Kevin. All right. That was that. That's nice to get a call from Illinois. And did you notice I did not tease him about being from Illinois? Well, you are such a teaser. I know. I, I joke a, around, but you, you know, some a... people. You know, when you joke around with people, some people don't realize you're joking around, around, and they take offense. You know, so you got to be careful who you joke around with. Well, you like you know? when you ticked off Tony Rizzo and told him he was short. <laughs> well, he is short. I'm sorry. I mean. Well, what did I, 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 I mean, all I said was Yabba, dabba. every musky Tony catches that he holds up looks like a giant. I mean, he can catch a 40 inch fish and it looks like a giant because well, Tony's, what is well, Tony like people, four and a half you know, feet tall? You I know? work with a guy who is like I you, mean, Tom. So, I mean, certain but people I, have I a wasn't way, being mean to the guy. Certain people have a way of saying something. I wasn't trying just, to be mean. Nope, they're not trying. But certain people have a way of saying something yeah, well, that you just kind of rub. Well, you know what it is. Then people better get a thicker skin then, because in life nowadays, you know, having a thin skin is not going to help you. Didn't, didn't, don't tell uh, it to the people at Starbucks. Why? Right? They don't. Yeah, they don't have a thick skin. Do hey, they? you know what? I like. <laughs> I use. I use. I, I use my Starbucks gift certificates that some of my fine students gave yeah. me, and I appreciated it. I went, and they have gosh darn good coffee. Good. So, well, listen, right nobody now, nobody kicked me out. Oh, well, I had a badge on my on me. 
All right, we got to take a break, folks. was a cop. When we come back, we've got the gut report, so stay tuned for more. I'm Tom Neubauer. He's Dan Bush. And, of course, Sam is on the boards. So give us – oh, no, don't give us a call right now. We're going to tell you stuff when we come back. Make up your mind already. Yeah, all right. We'll be right back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. So you want to make a homemade pizza. You want to whip it up quick, right? But, gee, you don't want to take the time to make the dough, let it rise, all that stuff. And here's something that's quick and easy. You're going to love it. You just go and buy some French bread. You know that thicker French bread? You cut it down the middle. You got the two sides. You put your pizza sauce on it. You put whatever you want, you know, on it. Put it under the broiler. It only it doesn't take long, maybe a minute or two. And there you got a homemade pizza right in front of you. And you did, it, it didn't take but a few minutes. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back from the lamest gut report ever. What do you mean? Just put some sauce on bread. Well, no, there's I the said pizza. It, no. Oh, okay. There's you like, weren't listening. Yes, I was listening. I said what you put I your sauce on the bread and then put whatever ingredients you want on it. Again, yeah. I, well, I some people put some like, sauce on some bread. People like some people like mushrooms and onions. Some people like sausage. Some people like uh, green peppers. You know, so. Put whatever ingredients you like just, on it. Just go buy an Eagles go. frozen pizza for six ninety five. These are these are homemade. These are better. What do you mean? Just because it's homemade, homemade, it's better. Yeah, I oh, think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, do. <laughs> I know. you know, my mom used to make. Mom used to make the homemade oh. pizza kit. I think it was Chef Boyardee. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was a homemade pizza kit kit where you'd just have the dough. I remember those. You'd yeah. Roll, you'd roll out the dough, and then you'd put the sauce on, and then you know maybe if if I, I don't know if well you always I think put some was, cheese on it. I don't know if she even did. Yeah. Uh, maybe some cheese. I don't ever think we ever had. It. I think there was no cheese or pepperoni, but you know there was a guy who had a business down in Springfield, uh, Missouri when I was in college. It was uh, right across from. Uh, BBC, which was like a Baptist Bible college, which was like a couple miles from our college. And anyway, he had a little shop and he would sell pizza by the slice. Yeah. And it was 25 cents a slice. Okay. And it was that same exact pizza. And he'd just be rolling out. You'd see him making these big giant, giant trays, Tom, of dough. Yeah. And then just putting a bunch of sauce on there. Yeah. And then just sprinkling a little bit of cheese and putting them in these big ovens. And then they'd come out and he'd just cut them into big giant squares yeah. and 25 cents. So for a poor college student, that was you great. Could, you, for a buck, you could get four pieces yeah. of pizza. And, you know, wow. and for him, the ingredients didn't cost him all that much, I'm sure. Right, right. Because he was selling such a volume and he had a good little business. Yeah. 
And he buys yeah. that wholesale, too. It, yeah. And he didn't even have to listen to your gut report. No. He knew it already. But. Well, you know, the thing is, is if, uh, you know, the French bread pizzas, uh, Stouffer's was making something like that, a frozen one. Stouffer's uh, French bread pizza. Well, yeah, you can buy these little yeah, microwave They got ones. those. Uh, well, this one's, uh, I don't know if you put it in the microwave. I think you put it in the oven. I'm not, I don't remember. You I know, don't know. You know, I did see a good uh, recipe for doing a Making a homemade pizza, maybe you were the one that told I, me. On on like on like uh, on the grill, there's I and I also saw one that you could make over an open fire too. Oh yeah, I've, I, I've I seen some pretty good recipes, yeah. and I can't remember yeah. where I saw them, yeah. but I thought, yeah, that'd be really cool to make kind of like a. Yeah, you'd wrap it in foil and put oh, it over yeah. the uh, the old campfire yeah, there. I never on, did that. I know my my youngest son Andy when he was in high school, he got a recipe. For pizza, for pizza dough. You know, the other stuff you don't need a recipe for. Mm -hmm. But it's the dough, you know, the right kind of dough. And he got a recipe for this dough. I forget where he got it from. And I'll tell you, I've been using that ever since. And I'll tell you, that is, it's easy. It's excellent. Um, The other thing I make out of it is I make bread rolls out of it. You know, those long, you know, And like Olive Garden shows on TV, I make bread rolls out of it. I'll even make bread out of it, you know, out of the same dough. Well, you know, like pizza dough, it, I mean, it's it's good. You know, pizza dough is good. And and this was a great recipe. I've given it on the on the show before, but I like making homemade pizzas. I I, I enjoy that. Well, you I, like cooking, I, period. I do. Yeah, yeah. I I I, You're, I don't have a problem. And I, I got to admit, not everything I make is good. I've had a few. You know, but you're a good cook. There's I, uh, no doubt I've you're a good cook. I'm several. sure you do the cooking in the house, not your wife, right? Yeah. Well, you're now she's starting. To, now she's starting to do a little bit more of it. She's starting to, because right. she's retired now too. So she's well, so starting to do a little bit of it, but uh, she still has me do it. See, I don't mind the cooking, the cleanup though. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, we do that together. You, you do. Know? Yeah, we do it together. So you guys kind of sit side by side. No. You wash and she dries. You hand no. It, you hand she it to washes. Her. She washes and I dry. Are you really? <laughs> so you don't see, have a dishwasher? No. That well, that used to be me when she worked. Yeah, I did. I did the so dishes. You don't have everything. a dishwasher. Nah, don't need well, see, one. Neither do I. Don't need but one. That's why it piles up because I hate doing it. <laughs> I never minded doing it. Doing dishes, I didn't mind it. I mean, be, before my wife retired, I always did the dishes during the week. Yeah, Monday I, through I Friday. Always, and then on the weekend, she would do them. I could always get te- uh, know how mad my mom was at my dad when she I'd hear her do the dishes and she'd slam each dish down after she. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I'd hear her. Get up, yeah, she, upset? Uh, yeah, she used to get upset. Yeah. She got uh, mad. Normally because we were gone hunting or fishing or out in the yeah. woods and we were late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll Women t- hate late. They do. And whenever they ask you, when are you going to be back? Well, I don't know for sure. Well, that was a mistake that uh, Dad made in the younger years. He'd try to overpromise and he'd underdeliver. He'd say, oh, about 530. Well, I I knew as a kid walking out the door, there ain't no way. We'll be back at 738 o'clock. But But Mom, she got got trained. She she adapted. She, uh, by the time I was in high school, she'd go to my dad. She'd go, Lloyd. What time are you going to be home? You know, I don't know. I'm going to go bow hunting after. Okay, Dan, what are you going to do? Well, I got wrestling practice. Tim, what you? Oh, she go. Okay, so whatever you guys get home, dinner will be ready at five. After that, it'll be wrapped in aluminum yep. foil in the oven. You can warm it up. Yep. And she just didn't worry about it anymore because um, she she, she gave up. She quit fighting. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm really I'm looking forward to tomorrow because uh, back in end of September, uh, one of my sons and I we caught some really nice crappies, and uh, I'm going to make those tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. It's nice to have a few fish in the freezer, you know, that you can pull out in the dead of winter and make them. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the snow that we're supposed to be getting later on today, tomorrow, you know, today and tonight. I'm not looking forward to that, though. You're not looking no. forward to No, who it? looks forward? Well, you know, there are some people who look forward to snow. So, Skiers and snowmobilers and stuff like that. Some people enjoy it. Not me, though. Snowblower salesmen look forward to it. Tom. Oh yeah, they yeah they like that. Yeah, Sam, are you going to be shoveling tonight? Oh, he just said um, Pop got a snowblower. Well, he did, but his uh, he messed up his back, so I'm probably going to have to help him out. Yeah, you better. Tomorrow. Yeah, no, definitely will. <laughs> so, as far as your son now, yeah. ice fishing done oh, anything Nick, at all? Nick hasn't been out ice fishing. Uh, yeah, he hasn't. Got, he's waiting until there's. Good ice. Now, a few other people he knows have been out that I know too. They've been out. They've been catching a few fish now. But they were out when 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 we had that cold spell, and uh, there was like five inches of ice, four or five inches of ice. They were out then, but uh, he's he's just waiting for decent ice. That's all. You know, I think I'm going to go down the the Chicago area and do some uh, coyote hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to ask. <laughs> You've heard what's going on down in Chicago. No, what? Right? Oh, the coyotes are running rampant. They're running around biting people down there. Really? Yeah, some guy was walking down down the road down the road and got bit in the arse. He had he got bit in the butt by a coyote. Really? Yeah, bit And him. this is like in the city city? In the park? city city. And really? then some other little kid. What happened? Uh, I think a kid got had to go in because a little kid got got bit yeah they're uh they're charging people they're just charging right up and going after people really one, wow. yeah i think one story some guys came and they started throwing rocks to kind of um kinda, oh yeah here's what one story it, it, one coyote i always call them coyotes but that's all right yeah I, we all go, know what you mean but you know, city people go you mean coyote yeah they're so used to wily coyote yeah but yeah. coyote yeah. Yotes. That's fine. You know, we country folk call them yotes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we redneck sodbuster flannel wearing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, uh, where was I with? Anyway, it grabbed a poodle, grabbed yeah. somebody's poodle and was running off with it in its jaws. And then they threw rocks and it yeah. dropped the poodle. Yeah. Well, let me and ask you how the if this survived. is illegal. Probably going to need therapy after that. Is this illegal? Let's say you're walking down the street. PTSD Let's say, okay, over by Whitnow Park, okay? You're walking down through Whitnow Park. Bad dreams. And all of a sudden, you're attacked by a coyote. Okay. Now let's, And you got a concealed carry license. And this coyote's coming after you. He's growling. He's, he's got his teeth bared. He's going to attack hey. you. Can you pull your gun and shoot that coyote? Is that legal? Who cares? Well, I know I'd shoot it, but I mean, I'd is shoot it legal? I'd first and Are... ask foolish questions later. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of curious. I'll get my, get or my like... attorney on that. Because not like they're endangered or something. I would assume. I, I but I mean, you're not okay. supposed to fire discharge, a, a firearm. discharge a firearm in the city limits. Oh, you know. know. See, you know, is, uh... didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, if, you're in, if you're in San Francisco, they'd put you in prison for life. But if uh, you're uh, up in the northern Northwoods, they'd probably just buy you a beer at the local bar and say, good job. Ruth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good job. Well, listen, Danny, you got a good job coming up doing What's the that? Hornswoggle. 
The Hornswoggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Markets, and they're out there in uh, Menominee Falls. They're on the corner of Silver Spring and Pilgrim Road. They got everything you need in meat and more, sausages galore. Check them out, Carl's Country Market in Menominee Falls. Danny, he's going to ask you, well, he's going to make three statements. you got to tell him, tell him if it's a Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle. Be a contestant. Win that $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market by calling 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. And if you've won in the last six weeks, don't bother calling because we're checking our list, maybe even twice. We'll be right back with more, folks. What uh, is this? Some of uh, you know Tom? Some of his old drug day music here going on. No, this on is there? this uh, is a what? What cut did you take this from? This, is a, this was this, is this purple was haze, Jimmy but, Hendrix. But, isn't yeah, it? but this isn't the back nor- when you were doing LSD. Yeah, this, this is isn't like the, the uh, Costco. This must be like the Costco version. Yeah, it <laughs> must be you, because uh, it's not the regular album version. No, no, no not, not at all. No. no. Remember no. when John played? It was before one of the Muskie tournaments. Maybe the two Charlies years ago. He played. Uh, He'd play the national anthem and he played the Jimi Hendrix yeah. version, blasting <laughs> over the lake. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. who do we got on the line? Mike on the south side. All right. Good morning, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm good, Mike. So you know how this works. I make a statement, and if I'm BSing you, you say that's a hornswoggle. If I'm that's not BSing sure. you, you say no hornswoggle. So here we go. Uh, let's see. Chronic wasting disease. Chronic wasting disease was first found in white suckers in the Wolf River in 1987. That's a hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was a good one. And, uh, that, I'm, I'm going to segue. That was a segue, planned segue, Tom. Oh, okay. Later, we're going to talk a little CWD. Okay. But, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Wolfinky. The wolf finky is a tungsten version of the classic rat finky jig. No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. That's the, yeah. And, uh, and let's see. Uh, well, you're a winner already. You're a winner so, already. Yeah. Let's see. He'd be three for three. Uh, VHS replaced beta and later became quite a disease in white-tailed deer in Wisconsin. That's a hornswoggle. Oh, okay, boy. there we go. <laughs> well, semi-true. Oh. VHS did replace, did beat out beta. So, okay, we'll keep you on hold there, Mike. Um, leave your uh, address and information. And, hey, make sure that uh, Sam back there gets your zip code. He forgot that last time. Yeah, All I had right, to Google so. it, huh? I mean, Sam, that's okay. You're forgiven, buddy. Uh, All right. Thank you're, you. You're too, you're, uh, All right, thanks. All right, take care, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, no, Mike's going to stay on hold while Sam takes Thank care you, Sam. of business. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be so forgiving as you are. What? I'd be beating him up this morning, he's Sam. Too, he's younger than <laughs> I am. He's younger I don't than mean, I am. I don't mean literally. I mean, I would have been harassing him verbally. Would you have been teasing him, Tom? Oh, no, no, I would have would been you, downright harassing him. You'd be him. harassing him, <laughs> teasing. So speaking of the, this chronic wasting disease, uh, interesting, uh, there was an article by Paul Smith, Journal Sentinel, this yeah. week. They have now actually found uh, evidence of CWD in the semen of whitetail bucks. 
Really? And they they don't know what the implications are yet, so they don't, but it's kind of a game changer. How did they find that? Well, they had to get the semen and check it. Well, how, how would it, did they shoot a buck and then check out his, do, do his, I, his privates? Listen, dude, do I really need to get into this? No. Animal husbandry? No, no please don't. You ever hear don't. how they do it for bulls? Yeah, I've, I heard they eat them. They eat the, the testicles. Oh, they, rot, they hood them and rot them, dude. Hood them and rot them, really? Yeah, they like give them hormones and phenomes to like yeah. get them excited, and oh. then they put it like a bag, and then they take an electric Ta- shocker up yeah. their butt, really, and that's how they get it. Really, how they get the seat. Yeah, that's a guy told me that years oh, ago. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh. Yep. Hood them and rot them. Good thing they yeah, don't do so that to human beings. Well, yeah. See, oh. aren't you glad you asked about that? Huh? <laughs> right? Ooh. But did you know they do eat the testicles? Uh, out in like Colorado, they call them Rocky Mountain oysters. Well, don't they eat? Is like, that from sheep's testicles or cow test or bull testicles or somebody's testicles? Some animal. How would someone end up eating something like that where they like think, hey, <laughs> wonder like, if those are good? <laughs> wonder if those you are good. You know, when you think good. about half the stuff people eat, they well, eat I know. brains. Who, who, was and the stuff first, like who was the first one? That said, oh, well, how about that? Let's try All right, that. are you done getting me off yeah, track okay, on this I'm stuff? Sorry. Okay, so let's, I was trying to talk that. about, okay, just sorry. had to say the word deer semen, and woo, <laughs> there you go. Thank sorry God if that. John Lehman were here, it probably really would have went nuts off the rails. So anyway, um, so they find it, so they don't know whether that means, um, whether that means that like a doe who gets impregnated okay. or almost gets impregnated, yeah. if that can transfer it to the doe. And or can the uh, fawn, as a result of getting impregnated, if a doe gets impregnated yeah. by, you know, CWD-infested semen, will the fawn have CWD? You know, the interesting thing is they just don't, they're not sure on the transmission. They think it can be like nose to nose. Yeah. Uh, I do think that they, I do think that they found traces like in other bodily fluids like urine, you know, like yeah. the wasted deers. But as the study continues. Now, this could, yeah. oh, here's where the implication is, though, Tom. Uh, apparently, uh, as in a lot of animal husbandry, uh, where the, the, uh, the, the semen for a high-priced stud racehorse or uh, whatever can go for, you know. Millions. Hours. Yeah, right. Millions. Right. Yeah. Well, apparently, from some of these, you know, they got pictures uh, in the, of these giant deer with huge racks, mm-hmm. and they they've got those in those deer farms. Evidently, that they they get the semen from one that from like some big stud buck, and that can sell, and that's thousands and thousands really? of dollars. And apparently, that's like some I don't know whatever the paper said, some million dollar industry or something really? in the US, which you. It's funny what you don't know, Tom. Yeah. So that could really put a kibosh on that because if they all of a sudden outlaw where you can't, you know, go ahead and, and sell that to other deer farms yeah. to, you know, for their purposes of growing giant bucks, um, you know, so who knows? The jury's still out wow. on how that's going to affect the industry. But, yeah. you know, I could see eventually maybe them just shutting deer farms down altogether. They're finally, they finally got around to, I believe now they're requiring double fencing. Yeah. Right. They, yeah, they finally, but they should have done that back when they first found the CWD. I mean, they should have taken more precautions. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's Did, being more aggressive now yeah. because it's just started to get started there and Michigan, and they don't want Minnesota or Michigan to become like what Wisconsin did, where we just kind of, you know, tried to deal with it. Then we put our heads in the sand and said we were going to monitor it. 
and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Well, then I mean, the Wisconsin wildlife officials knew about it way in advance. I mean, because other states out west have had it for years, so they they knew it was there, and it and it's only time before it got here. You know, it was only going to take time before it got here, which it eventually did. And you well, think they would have been maybe on maybe those other states weren't on top of it as good either, you know, and maybe there there wasn't that much study done. Well, it was on it. way out west. Yeah, out okay. west. So it's not like a deer with CWD walked its way over no, to Wisconsin. No, no. So I think it probably was as a result of people transporting. Yeah, might have been. Although, yeah, with those deer farms. Although out west, out west, how did it first occur? Yeah, where did it first come it's, from? Oh, it seems to me I might have heard something that they might have thought that maybe they got it from the sheep. Yeah, because the sheep sheep seems to me that there's a similar type type thing. It is you know mad cow disease, but how does any disease start? Yeah, you know? aliens, yeah. aliens. That's what it is. Yes, Ancient yeah. aliens. Okay, you're an alien. So anyway, um, oh, speaking of yeah. VHS, yeah, um, you know in Wisconsin we now have that. Law where, you know, if you get, like, smelt and you want to use dead bait for pike, well, you're supposed to brine them in uh, mm. Clorox bleach first and kill the VHS and this and that. But you can use, like, the smelt um, on, like, the Great Lakes because VHS is already present there. So, like, if I go up to the Bay of Green Bay, I can yeah. use smelt. It doesn't have to be brined in blue Clorox bleach or whatever it is. What if it's store-bought smelt? Well, our, I mean, what if it came from right. Canada? Well, that's beautiful. You're just Maybe leading me right have... into what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, good. Huh? All so, right. Anyway, in Minnesota, yeah. Now, like in Wisconsin, even if you do buy bait here, like sucker minnows and stuff like that, from a from you, you're best to probably keep the receipt because you're not supposed to get like suckers from a stream or whatever. You get right. it from the bait shop. Uh, now, Minnesota, you have to buy from a licensed bait dealer up there. And like if you're buying uh, smelt or alewives, dead bait, it has to have a label that it's certified VHS free. So you actually get the stuff with a label right from the bait shop, certified VHS free. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Tom. You're a genius. They do get it from Canada. They do. They get huh? it shipped down from Canada. It's got a label certified VHS free, and they can sell it in. Um, they can sell it in, in Minnesota at bait shops because I've inquired on this because I, I may go back to Lake of the Woods, and, uh, and you can use it, but they don't let you do that in Wisconsin. Huh. So, like, I could buy a pack of big 5- uh, to 7-inch alewives, and it's certified VHS-free with the label and use it in Minnesota, but from what I understand, that wouldn't fly in Wisconsin, huh. which doesn't well, doesn't makes sense. But if anybody is interested in this VHS free bait, uh, you can go to awesomeadventurefisheries.com and they got smelt five to seven inches. That's too small for, but the alewives seven to nine inches. And so I actually contacted them and there's a bait shop in Duluth. They won't send it to you directly, but there is a bait shop in Duluth. They referred me to. Okay. Well, with that, we gotta we gotta take a break, and uh, when we come back, gonna be reading the emails, checking those out. All right, sounds good. When we come back, so we got about two and a half minutes. So, folks, sit tuned, go and get a cup of coffee, do whatever, and we'll be right back. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Sam Schmitz is on the board. Stay tuned. 
From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It is now time for the second hour of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tom Newbauer. We welcome you here, uh, whether this is your first hour or second hour, and you can always be part of the show by giving us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. As a matter of fact, Danny, we matter have, of fact, we got one here. Well, we got a live one. One this, person is listening yeah. to us this morning. This is from Ray. Ray says, hi, guys. How you going to prepare your fish tomorrow? I guess that's for me. And then it says, by the way, when I prepare dinner and my bride complains that I don't clean up, I say, well, that's because I'm the chef and chefs don't clean. And then I duck. Uh, yours with a smile and a song from Ray. Well, Ray, as far as how am I going to prepare those fish? You know, I'm not supposed to eat a lot of fried foods, you know? Oh, yeah. But I'm going to fry them anyway tomorrow. (laughs) Just like a typical fish fry. Let me ask you there, uh, is there a better type of oil or did they talk about a healthier way, you know? No. So it doesn't clog the old arteries? I've read that. I've read that up. uh, You've read up on this? Read up on that. You Googled it? Yeah, and did you know everybody thinks oh, it, that butter is so bad? It's not. Butter's not as bad. In no, fact, I've heard margarine is worse than the butter oh, for you. Oh, definitely. Yes. And uh, butter is not that bad. Uh, olive oil is good, but believe it or not, butter is even better, but some of your other oils, yes, like grapeseed oil. oil. I've talked about corn oil, grapeseed oil, sunflower oil. Those are very good for you. Canola. Yeah. So Corn-ness. What do you got there? Bob and Mosquito. Bob, Bob and Mosquito. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, isn't there a big fishery going on out there soon? That I don't know. I can't answer that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, um, are you guys familiar with any good gunsmiths around the area anymore uh, to work on older guns and also the clean guns? Well, um, Midwestern Shooter Supply uh, has a gunsmith up there, and they've got everything you need related to guns. So a little bit of a drive. Uh, don't do it yep. today. The roads are icy. But if you just get on, uh, you know, 41, head up north, and you should be up there in, you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes. And, uh, yeah, I'd suggest Midwestern Shooter Supply. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. You Thank bet. you. Take care. I know. Right. Right. I don't. What are you, what are you getting well, distracted about? No, there? I was waiting for uh, uh, Sam to hang up. Because, <laughs> yeah. And then we got Sam's somebody else. We got somebody else on the line. Uh, Bushy, you got a friend of yours named Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim. It's Comar, buddy. How's hey, it what's up, gentlemen? buddy? Hey, hey, good morning. What's happening, good, pal? Good morning. You know, Tom, Tom, you got, you've got. you been doing this for quite a while now. You should have them buttons figured out. Nah, no, he no. He doesn't I don't, get to push the they buttons. They don't let me push buttons Years no ago, more. they used to in the old studio, remember? And, yeah. And I, 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 used to, yeah. I used to run back, yeah. answer phones, put people on hold. Yeah. It made me feel impotent. Yeah, and I like doing it because and I if got somebody that I couldn't if have somebody because I was important. Yeah, if somebody ticked me off, I would just hang up on them. 
Remember that? Sparky. I would just Sparky. hang up on people. Right. Bye, Jim. Uh, Sparky does that all the time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Award-winning radio broadcasting. So uh, before you get off, don't forget Al Shook has a couple tickets for me, and, and then me and you will go out to that uh, Waukesha Conservation League thing again. Sounds like a great I think plan. It's, I think it's February 7th. And then remember we talked about, you know, if we can scrape up some dough, maybe we can pay the big bucks and get a ton of tickets in advance and try and, you know, like split the raffle tickets. That would be, that would be the way to go. So stay in touch. But but what's on your mind, Jim? Well, I was just, you, I all that talk about the smelt and we just can't use food grade herring anymore, huh? I don't think so. No, No. we can't use, I don't remember those years of getting it. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Mark Horton went to the fish place and got some herring. Yeah, but now they it's got to have the label. Yep. So, cool. And you see how that VHS, guys, has really just overtaken Wisconsin since it was first discovered with a few floating yep. dead fish. Don't you guys think that maybe that was kind of like overblown by the DNR? Oh, I always thought it was. I mean, they, they, a little it, seems, bit, yeah. it seemed like it was because it really hasn't. VHS but, hasn't decimated any fish populations anywhere, as far as I know. But, you know, if you don't really understand the full ramifications of it, being overblown is probably better than being underblown. Well, they should have done that with CWD. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny, you sent me a text message, but I think it was for somebody else. Check your phone. Okay. All Sounds right. Sounds good. Th- we'll do. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Right. We'll Bye now. Yep. Bye. Yeah, we got another email here. This is from Ken. Ken says, Tom, do you still smoke meat, still using your Weber grill for that? Does it work well? And uh, Ken, yes. As a matter of fact, I've got two old you know, Weber-type grills that I use for smoking, as a matter of fact. Uh, just before I got I had my operation, I bought a duck that I was going to smoke on the grill. So, of course, I had to put that on hold. And uh, as soon as, uh, maybe if there's another nice day coming up, I was going to do it last week. We had some nice days, but other things got in the way. So, but yes, uh, I still do. I still smoke meat. And, and of course, it's not, it, like with fish, you have to brine the meat before you smoke it. So just remember that, just like with fish. And yes, those old Weber grills, Weber type grills, they work great for smoking. So there you go. Yes, I do. Well, we got they're coming I'm, in hot and heavy. You got any more coming in? I I don't know. I, I I am. I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to that smoked duck. I like smoked duck. That is really good. And if you're gonna smoke a duck, don't don't use a wild one. There's not enough fat on you it. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Right. And you can smoke a duck. And hey, uh, Muskies Inc. Uh, let's see. This Tuesday, January fourteenth. 2020, that would be this year, at the Machine Shed. They got a meeting starting around 7 o'clock, and they got a special speaker, Captain Doug Wegner, homegrown guide, grew up in the southeast, and uh, he's going to be there uh, talking, and he's got a YouTube channel, Doug Wegner Fishing. So, yeah, if you've never gone to any of those uh, club meetings, I believe you don't have to be a member. You can go in, sit in on a meeting, kind of hear, kind of get a feel for what the club is like. And uh, this time of year, not much going on on a cold Tuesday night. Swing by the machine shed. Oh, I got a little update, too, from last okay, week. what's the update, Tom? Well, last week I mentioned, because we were talking about pellet guns and BB guns oh, and yeah, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 40% off sale. I, at, yeah, uh, see, you remember. That's what I said. I said 40% off at Sherpers on their pellet guns yeah, over there in Hales Corners. It's a real good deal, Mom. Yeah. 
And a couple of guys called Sherpers and said, oh, about, I hear you got your gun, your pellet gun 60% off. So then the manager at Sherpers calls me and says, Tom, they're not 60% off, they're 40. I says, I know that. Well, these guys are calling asking about 60. And I said, well, they're wrong. They misheard me. I said 40. Well, you know, so. well <laughs> unless we said, well, that means you only pay 60%. See, it could be that. Where you did only... these guys go to school anyway? I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I, I, anyway. I think in their own mind, they thought, oh, that's 60%, right? Yeah. And then when they called up, yeah. they said, oh, 60, 60% off. Instead they twisted of, it around twisted in their around. own minds, right? Just like someone catches a 23-pound uh, um, fish, and then later they're telling people they got a 32-pound <laughs> fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that happens. happens. Who do you got on the line there? Dave in Pewaukee. All right. Good morning, Dave. Hey, hey, Cabaret. What's hey, going on? it's the big O. Big O, how you Studio doing? Studio 360. Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? You guys, uh, I thought Dan, uh, Dan Bush was talking dating advice earlier. Did I, did I yeah, well, here was my advice. Have you got any of that uh, Troy Woodrow's Cafe Rumba bottles left there when he <laughs> when he left you the mother load? I wanted to pick some of that up to impress oh. the chicks. You know, there's a case here with your name on it. You know, I'm only like three buildings away. Jesus, you got to. Well, stop geez, by. I got to stop in and see my old buddy there. <laughs> yeah, I, in fact, being as you just do such a great job on on portraits and stuff, any of our listeners, if you got any of your kids graduating or whatever, you do all those fantastic, innovative uh, photos. And uh, I'm planning on ha- going in and having you take retirement pictures for me. <laughs> well, I figured we could update your dating profile, you know. And, oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know. Well, that's. Uh, that's going great right now, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, so Muskie Club of Wisconsin um, has a couple of seminars coming up, uh, you know, in the new year here. Um, Yogi Kamarski, you know, the artist formerly known as Fatty Komar, he's uh, he's in February, February 13th, and yours truly. April we were just 9th. talking to him. Huh? We were just talking to him. Right on. So yeah. we got uh, we got an April 9th date. Uh, for yours truly, we're going to be talking all things photo and video for uh, your boat. So I feel like uh, might be a good uh, uh, a how-to on uh, uh, some tactics that I use and some simple things that all the sodbusters out there can. Uh, now wait a minute, you you better explain to me. I'm a little uh, slow this why morning. Are you looking all, why is what? he look? He's looking befuddled. Yeah, what do why you, are you mean? Befuddled? Photos for your boat. You're all befuddled. I remember when Bart Starr used the word, I was befuddled. Yeah. Now, no, what do you, what, you explain pictures, this? Taking pictures of your catch. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, the of, uh, videotaping yeah. yourself, catching okay. the fish, okay. still right. pictures when you're by yourself. They got oh. all this great technology, yeah. right, Dave? That's right. Photos and videos. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that, uh, you know, fishermen can do. I mean, especially fishing by themselves. You know, I'll go over some things that, uh, that I do and then, and then some advanced things, and then uh, once you get the pictures or videos taken, what to do with them, how to get them off your camera, how to get them online, and and show all your buddies your catch. So, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, a couple of informative uh, seminars coming up here. You're gonna spring, but you're gonna show us how to block out the background information so they yeah, don't know where you're some fishing. There that we'll go over <laughs> instead of those. Uh, I see those pictures posted where, all the time. Of the black where is this uh, right? Wisconsin Musky Club located? Their seminars. You know, they changed the, it used to be there at, uh, um, what was it, uh, Thunder Bay. Um, 
Oh they're yeah. Over, they're over by um, uh, John and Blank, over by Brookfield Square, uh, Moreland Road in '94. What is that hotel? It used to be called uh, uh, John and Blank, the, the Motor Lodge, Midway Motor Lodge. Now it's kind of rebranded, but. Uh, right. I they got their, uh, all their information on the Muskie Club of Wisconsin website there. So Yeah, if you just Google Wisconsin Muskie Club, you'll find out. Yeah. Yep, okay. but no fishing reports. Uh, you know what? It's kind of that time of year, you know, no ice and, uh, you know, no open water. So we got to talk about something, right? Yeah, this has been a weird year. You know, one week we have ice, next week we don't. Then the next week we have ice, then the next week we don't. It's been back and forth like crazy this year. Well, I talked to uh, uh, Dale Strohshine yesterday and, um, about the current situation up there, and I posted on Facebook yesterday the the uh, 50 mile an hour gusts that are coming with the floating ice. Man, it's going to be awful up there. I hope I hope they're wrong, and I hope there's not you know, a lot of not a lot of damage up there. But I feel like that's uh, going to really wreak havoc up there, and then make you know what what really isn't a fishable uh, ice fishing situation up there even worse. So, but cold is coming. Hopefully, the yep. weather the storm well and. And then we'll be into the ice fishing. You know, had uh, they had they been doing any ice fishing up there this season? No, no. It's you know, some a couple have ventured out shallow for some perch, but there's uh, you know, Dale said they got no shacks out. They got their new load of tracker, uh, you know, uh, wheelers that, that came in, and they're they're just waiting for the uh, the cold weather. All their it's a busy time of year for them, and the, the bookings for the resort they've had a reschedule and uh you know a lot of people rely on that well that cold weather for this for for dale and there's a number of big outfitters up there that they go put a bunch of shacks they plow roads they get groups out there i i mean this this is to the tune of probably hundreds of thousands of dollars people are not earning right now oh for sure i mean for it's sure. a big buck operation up there. oh yeah i'm sure we'll mm-hmm. be paying for it come musky opener there'll be There'll be floating icebergs out there. We'll pay for it. For <laughs> but you can't control the weather. You just got to kind of right. adapt to it and, and uh, gotta make it happen. live with it. All right. Thanks for calling, Dave. Take care, big O. I'll swing right. by. Danny, okay. stop by for crying out loud. All right, okay. buddy. We'll do. See ya. Bye, Bye now. Bye-bye. And with that, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on 1250 AM and 1057 FM. The Fan, you are listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, Tom, you ever do any fly fishing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, just another another, uh, announcement here. If you thought about getting into uh, fly tying, there is a beginner's fly tying class. Uh, It's going to be January 22nd and 29th. Um, It basically, let's see, this beginner class is perfect for those looking to enter the world of fly tying or just tune up on the basics. And the class will be held from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. January 22nd and 29th, over the course of those two nights. Dry flies, nymphs, and streamers will be taught. Uh, they're going to be held at that at the Fly Fishers. Yeah. And uh, cost is only 50 bucks. Includes all the materials. So uh, another winter thing that a person could do, if you've been thinking about getting into fly tying, 
uh, you can contact the fly fisher shop there in it's on Greenfield Avenue in uh, Brookfield. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I'd have the patience for fly tying. I don't think I'd have the patience for that. No, and, uh, I don't think so. But uh, fly fishing, oh yeah, I you know I haven't done it in a while because there's there's some reasons. But anyway, um, I used to go uh, north of Madison uh, in the Lodi area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a bunch of streams there that, you know, we caught rainbow trout and some brown trout. Not, nothing real big, nothing to brag about, but we caught fish. Uh, I'd go up by the Wittenberg area, right. and uh, I forget the name of the bigger river there. But, uh, you know, there's a number of areas. And, of course, I used it on uh, places like Pewaukee and Nagawicka and whatever, area lakes for the bluegills and the crappies. So, yeah, I've, and when, I, when, when I'd fish those, those small streams, though, I had to buy a shorter fly rod. Because there were just too many branches sometimes around, you just can't use a real right. long one. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but I haven't done it in a while, and I, I should really get back into it. Because even a small fish feels like a big one. <laughs> you know where there's some beautiful brown trout uh, up there in Sparta, where I'd go deer hunt. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, a trout stream that runs right through the marsh there. Yeah, and in the winter, um, especially if the water's high, they winter up in those holes. And uh, when I was up there a couple of weeks ago, I could walk along the edge yeah. and just kind of watch and watch or even just throw like a little rock in the water. And I could see beautiful, uh, they're brown trout. And yeah. they, my brother went and caught some yeah. a couple of years ago. And uh, I think his biggest was like maybe 15 inches. And he oh, let them all go. Nice. Those are nice. And they're beautiful yellow on the mm-hmm. side. Beautiful brown trout, just yeah. just really something. And he just used like a little spinning rod with a small little teeny hook and a little piece of night, you know, yep. worm. Yep. And he just figured he'd let it cast out to the little holes there and let it drift on by, and they come shooting out and and uh, and grab it. So I can see that being something that a person could really get into. Yeah, and and the thing is, is in these streams and that where trout are, you know, where they are available. You don't have to use a fly rod and flies. Uh, a, a spinning rod with a, those little spinners, those little MEP spinners or something like that, or just a hook and a piece of crawler. Just a teeny you know? little bit. Well, yeah, that's with, how a, I with used a sinker just up about a foot from a day. That works awesome, yeah. That, that's how I used to catch brook trout yeah. uh, years ago in Minnesota. In fact, one time right in the in Duluth, Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a stream, little creek. It's so small that it runs... Down off the big hill in Duluth, anybody who's been up to Duluth knows as you drive, it's a city built on a hill. And this creek then runs underneath um, the road there and through a culvert and then goes into the St. Louis River in this little bay. Mm -hmm. And when there'd be heavy rains, you could be walk the railroad tracks and look down into that little bay there right over the top of the culvert and there'd be trout there that had gotten washed on down. Now they probably wouldn't live real long once the water got warm. Well, we went hiking up that years ago. I, geez, I don't know. I might've been 13 years old. Went up there with my cousin. We went walking on up and we had little hand lines. We didn't even have fishing rods. We had just a little bit of mono Mm -hmm. and a little worm and a hook and we'd put it on and we'd just kind of dip it, dip our hand down by a little rock or a little pool. And we caught some little brook trout. Mm -hmm. And right before dark, I lost one. I remember I pulled it up out of the water, and it was over a foot long, and it had this brilliant orange belly. The, it, the colors on brook trout are and it, awesome. And it was right before dark. It was yeah. almost dark. I don't know what we were up in the middle of. Parents didn't worry about kids back then. Um, and it, it came off the hook, 
and hit a rock and and flop oh. back in before I could grab oh. it because I think I would have kept that one. You know, first time, you know, before I ever saw a real live brook trout, I saw, you know, mounts of them, okay? And when I first saw a mount of a brook trout, I thought, oh, that the guy who painted that was crazy, you know, they don't there's no fish that looks like that. Oh, they got a little, you know, um, what's the word? Uh they got carried away with their paints. And then when I saw a real live brook trout, I went, Oh my goodness, they look just like that. <laughs> They're awesome. One of the prettiest fish that swims. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. The colors on them are cool. Yeah. And uh so anyway, um I'll tell you my uh my tale of woe, Tom, from this week. Uh-oh. I hear my tale of woe? Yes. Okay, so I've been in the process of trying to, you know, middle of winter, upgrading the old uh, arsenal. I've been looking at my fire firearms and thinking, which ones do I only have one magazine for? Which do I want more? Now, for the Ruger Mini Ranch, I, it came with a 20-round magazine. I did buy an aftermarket 30-round magazine made by ProMag, which... It, is not Ruger per se, um, but I've read some reviews that it should work pretty good. And matter of fact, Ruger does make one now itself, but the Ruger magazines are more expensive, although they do work pretty much flawlessly. So mm. maybe you should just buy the Ruger one. There was a while when, uh, remember when the uh, magazine capacity and all that stuff was a big deal with national laws? I don't think Ruger was making anything more than a 20-round mag for that years ago. Uh I think I I think that's why I just bought that thirty round one from ProMag way back when when I won that. Mm -hmm. um, so I got two magazines for that. Well, one of my students gave me a gift certificate for Gander, so not Gander uh, Cabela's. So you know what? I've got a ten round magazine for my ten twenty two. So I've always wanted to get maybe a fifteen or twenty five round. I had bought a twenty five round years ago that was not made by Ruger. And it was crap. It didn't work. So mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to go buy a regular Ruger-made 25-round magazine. Well, mm -hmm. I went up to uh, Cabela's, and the 25-round ones were just too big and audacious. I didn't want that big, long thing sticking out of my 1022. But the 15-round one seems about perfect. Mm -hmm. So I go home. I got my new 15-round one, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to put this in a desk drawer with the 10-round one. Can't find my 10-round magazine. <laughs> Okay. Oh, no. Well, I was out squirrel hunting last Saturday. Okay. And you know what I think I did? What? I, ha I, I had that 10-round magazine, and I put it on the back floor of my truck. So I right away went out to the back floor of my truck to look for it yesterday, and it wasn't there. And then I'm trying to think. Now, I'm like you, Tom. I'm old. I forget stuff. I think I went to the car wash and was vacuuming in the back, and I think I pulled that off the floor and set it right next to the vacuum by the car wash. Oh. And then okay. when I was done, I drove in, washed my car, and left. I you think forgot if, about it. If anybody it. found a 10-round, you'll know it's mine because it's got Winchester Western 37-grain hollow points. It's filled to the brim with 10 of them. <laughs> so now I only got one magazine, and now I got to get another one. Oh. Well, you know, yeah, you've, I, I, I went on Ruger's site a while back and uh, bought some of those 25-round clips, and they were uh, they were only like thirty five bucks. They weren't expensive at all, you know, right, right from Ruger. Yeah, so, I guess it depends. You might think thirty five is expensive. It, if people like to buy. So. You can get aftermarket ones for like nineteen bucks. Yeah, yeah twenty five bucks. But I guess it's you get you get what you pay for. Right, exactly. Now Savage, I got a Savage. Uh, bought it last year, twenty two Magnum, and that that came with a five round magazine. 
they uh, have a 10 round magazine for that one too. Mm-hmm. But I think that's about 30 bucks. So I've been too cheap to buy. Eventually I'm going to get a 10 yeah, round. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, because I want to have double mag, two magazines for oh, each yeah, one. Oh, yeah, you should. Yeah. I really always. should. Now, here's the other problem I had I've got a um, 760 pump, Remington 3006, which I've had for years. And uh, it's been flawless. And the last time I used it was uh, shooting a deer through that marsh, a running buck through the marsh in Sparta. Big buck jumped him up in front of me, was flying towards my friend Scott, and I hosed it down with three shots. That's the last time I've used that rifle. But I had two clips, and they have a four-round, you know, four-round mm-hmm. clip, or magazine is the correct term. I used magazine. to always call them clips. I know, yeah. So I was kind of looking at it, and uh, the one magazine that's in it, comes in and out easily. So I grabbed the other one, the backup one, and I put it in, and it's like, takes it, 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 a lot of effort to try and pull it out. It like gets jammed in there. Mm. So I thought, well, I don't want this. You know, if you're, if you're shooting at something and you want to pop one magazine out and put another one in. So I ordered a brand new magazine from Remington for like 35 bucks. Do you realize I got that new magazine? It does the same thing. It just jams up in really? there. So I've only got one magazine that works. That's smooth. That's smooth, yeah. Hmm. Yep, magazine well, problems this week. Well, I'll tell you what. After this break, when we come back, I'll tell you my story of woe. I got a woe. As a matter of fact, folks, if you got a story of woe, we'll we, listen to it. You just got to call us. Whatever your problems are. Yeah, 799-1250. We'll be, 799-1250. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back, Skipper Buds. Cutting edge outdoors. Money. Yeah. Tom nor I have none of it. Before I tell you my story of woe, we got a... Oh, we got some... Oh, I thought we had somebody on the line. No? Okay. Well, anyway, we got this email from Adam, regular listener. He said, there is an antique and collectible fishing tackle show in Brookfield next weekend at the Sheridan at 375 South Moreland Road. Buy and sell and trade all of your old fish and junk. Attached is a picture with uh, some showtimes for January 17th and 18th. National Fishing Lures Collectors Club is sponsoring the event. Hey, it's something to do since there isn't any ice on the lakes. Have a great day. And then he says, P.S. I think I have pinpointed the origins of the CWD outbreak. outbreak. It was discovered shortly after Yogi... Kamarski traveled out west. I think he was doing as a horn travel there. Oh, um, I like that. I like yeah. that. But anyway, so yeah, these I've been at one time. Uh, I think they used to pair that up right after the Muskie show years ago. Yeah, this uh, antique collectible show. Now, this might be, uh, I was at one one time with the antique collectors guys, and it was really interesting. Uh, there were a lot of booths. You could buy a booth, right. you know, a table and sell your stuff. Now, it's different than, uh, let's say, when Lunkers has their rummage sale, and I think there's some other clubs that have their rummage sales. You know, then it's just, you know, local Joe selling their different lures, you know, they, getting rid of them. The only thing with those antique collectible yeah, clubs, but, talk about playing poker. Um, 
you know, any old lure that you bring in, oh no, that that Five that's bucks. got it. That that ain't worth yeah. anything. It's yeah. got scratch. There's lots of those, okay? Yeah. And anything they have is like gold. Yeah, exactly. And they want a fortune for yeah. it. Yep. And I think yep. the whole time they're telling you, oh, I'll give you five bucks. I think they're trying to give you the biggest Years ago, poker face yep. there. Years is. ago I knew a guy who was into that stuff and every time somebody would say, Okay, I got this lure, that lure, some old lure. He'd say, "Eh, that's about five bucks." Yeah, yeah. it's about five bucks. And, and and if he and if he could buy that sucker, he would, and he'd, he'd sell it for it a lot more. Well, anyway, you know what my story of woe. Oh, by the way, if you're interested so in go going look to at this, the old lures, but I wouldn't buy any of them. Yeah, just go to because uh, he National, got it for five bucks and he's selling yeah. it to you for a hundred. Yeah, just go to National Fishing Lures Collectors Club. They'll have all the information on their website. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, here's my story of woe. Okay, what's your For story? years, now I don't know how, how 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 you guys feel about fruitcakes. People would use them as doorstops, you know, well, or whatever. I mean, Everybody they, make fun of them, when right? When they ran out of cannonballs yeah. during the Civil War, they used they fruitcakes used, Yeah, instead. exactly. Now, I, on the other hand, I like fruit. I still do. I like fruitcakes. I always did. And I would get one from somebody. Somebody, somebody like my mother-in-law would give me one at Christmas time, whatever. The last two Christmases, I have not had, nobody gave me a fruitcake. And it's like, I would really like a fruitcake. Do they even make fruitcakes? Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Normally at the local stores. Didn't they have them like all wrapped up? And they were like one of those, they were one of those last minute gifts nobody thought about. So they thought, I got to get them something. Oh, I'll just grab this fruitcake here. Yeah, they're heavy too. Well, yeah, that's They're heavy. That's why they could be used as cannonballs. Boat anchors. Yeah, boat anchors. But I liked them. And uh, so this year- I was looking in the stores. My wife and I would go up out to the different stores, and I'm looking for fruitcakes, right? I never found any. I never saw anybody any any place. I was just kind of, do they still make them and sell them? <laughs> Maybe not. Why would you call I pe- might have to make my own. How about, why did they call people a fruitcake then? Like you called a crazy person, he's a fruitcake? Because he's got a lot of nuts in him. He's nuts. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, know. maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe. So- I got a tale of success, though. Okay, well, okay, that's here's, good. Here's my tale of success. I took out my Ruger 1022 with that 10-round now-missing magazine, and I went out squirrel hunting last Saturday after the show. Oh, okay. And I was quietly going through the snow, and guess what? Not a whole lot of squirrel tracks no. around that much. Saw one gray squirrel take off running. Then uh hour or so later, as I'm stalking through the woods, Finally, I get to a spot where I see some tracks and some digging in the snow. So I know some of the wily little tree rats have been around. And I spot a fox squirrel, big fox squirrel, running along the ground. And he's about 30, 35 yards away. And he he, 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 he sees me. He sees me. So he's running, but he's giving me the side eye as he's, you know, going. Where he kind of <laughs> stop, But he won't sit still. For, so, I mean, he's just... You want to, they're so hyper. So anyway, as it's running, I'm following it in a scope. So I get up and I kind of try and lean against the tree. I'm following it. It pauses for a split second. I swing to the head and bang. The rifle goes off without me even consciously pulling the trigger. I drilled it right through the head. Remember I got that new trigger on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That BX-22 trigger. So it's so light that as I swung the crosshairs to its head, the old trigger pull i'd have to really be squeezing yeah i had subconscious i I was already going into my trigger squeeze sure and And as soon as it hit the head bang i drilled that thing speaking of that so i highly recommend that trigger for your ruger 1022 
Okay, Sam, I gotta I gotta ask you something. If you can look in your archives, there's a, a piece. I don't know what uh, Bodie uh, saved it. It was a piece about me touching Dan's trigger. <laughs> that was so funny. I had so I don't know if you had people mention it to you, but people mentioned to me that how if if you heard it just walking in without what the preliminary stuff was. <laughs> that you'd think this was one weird show. <laughs> well, it is weird. Yeah, that's yeah, that's when I had it in the package, and you you, you can't find it. It's you were not messing in there. around trying to. Okay, <laughs> I do have to apologize. Though. Never mind. I no. thought you were messing with it, and then I did read the package later, and I think it did let you actually yeah. reach and try. It. Yeah, and pull you, the trigger. Yeah, but I thought and you, you were, were gonna, hollering at me. Yeah, I thought don't touch my trigger. <laughs> I thought you were going to wreck it by. Uh, but. But anyway, uh, that was it, hilarious. It works, and then yeah. I pulled off. Well, then I screwed up. So oh. I spotted. A, I stayed right there, sat down. I thought, okay, I got this one. I'm gonna see if another one comes out. Sure enough, a gray squirrel comes out about 20 minutes later, and it's looking at me and won't sit still. It goes up a tree, down a tree, and then it starts coming right towards me. Huh. They're curious sometimes, right? Yeah. Now I'm thinking it's, but it won't sit still, and every time I go to it. And now I'm thinking, uh-oh, it's going to get too close. And with the scope, Tom, unlike... Oh, you're not going to see it. Well, yeah. no, I'll well, see it. But, but here's the thing. Your scope is mounted typically an inch and a half high above the barrel. Yeah. And if it's too close... You're going to shoot low. Yeah. Because the barrel, think about it, Tom. The barrel is actually below the, the, right. the scope. So actually, it, it eventually intersects where right. the barrel is, you know, whatever, the... Uh, the crosshairs are kind of whatever, kind of will intersect where they, it is, I guess, adjusted down. The barrel go, is adjusted up where it, it point of aim will intersect at a certain point. I think that's then, called event horizon. So whatever. But anyway, <laughs> sure enough, the thing ran so close, yeah. I put it on it and shot, and I shot right under oh, it from no. about, I don't know, five yards away. And I'm oh, thinking, geez, yeah. but then it ran off to the tree I first spotted in, in and I waited half an hour, and I'm thinking... Uh, it's gone. But before I left, Tom, I walked over to that tree, mm -hmm. and sure enough, I spotted the wily little yeah. fella. And so then I played the old circle the tree game with it, yeah. where it's going around to the other side of the tree. Yeah. And then I spotted way up near the top, and all I could see is like half the side of his body. But if I go around the tree more, he's going to shift gonna, more. He, yeah, yeah. So I, remember that trick I told you where you can You, you lay, throw something on the other side? Well, you can no. do that, okay. but I did the old one I read about in the magazine. It was a field and stream magazine years ago, and it showed some old codger, some old guy from down south with his technique, where if you got to shoot straight oh, up. Oh, laying on your back? You lay yeah. flat on your back, yeah. cross your left leg over your right, rest the uh, forend of your firearm right there. Now, the only thing is you got to kind of pull your neck you gotta you know you gotta be a great athlete like me to pull it off you gotta have <laughs> neck muscles because you gotta kind of pull your head up off the yeah, ground to yeah, see through right, the scope right but the rifle's kind of resting dead on you so there's really no shake and i and i drilled that sucker you did yep pulled it off again wow i'm so glad i read about that method because otherwise yeah. it, there's no real good way to try and shoot straight yeah up when you're accurately. straight up yeah accurately I that mean, would I'm be i'm talking tough. straight that would, up that would be that but would be very the old difficult. on your back technique. Wow. Yep. So I got both of them. Well, we got one more segment coming up, Danny. And uh, well, I don't know. We're going to have to figure out what we're going to talk about. But if folks, if you got anything that you uh, got questions or comments, 799 1250. 
414-799-1250. Or a fishing report. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm turning off my computer, so don't send me an email right now. I'm turning it off for the day. You've I've done your job. It. You've earned your money for the day, yeah. Tom. All, all five cents or whatever we get, 10 right. cents, uh, right. whatever. All right. We're going to be right back. You're, you're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. Final countdown. All right. We're back. Skipper yeah. Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. And on the line, we've got uh, fishing guide and friend Paul Mahalik. And uh, how you doing, Paul? Good morning, Paul. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, uh, we figured we'd just get a hold of you because um, if anybody has a finger on the pulse of the ice fishing or lack thereof in the area, I figured it's you because you normally go Madison area all over. Have you been able to get out? Uh, what's going on out there? Well, I'm a little ornery right now. I had uh, rotator cuff surgery about oh. a month ago, so I'm confined to the exercise chair for a couple more weeks. Yeah, wow, man, yeah. that's got to really be, it's got to oh, be, it's my. probably worse on your wife, huh? My wife is a saint. She's a saint. She's probably wanna, <laughs> probably trying to get you out the door to do something. Oh, my gosh. Right, but I was, I, I did get out, you know, when I put the boat away, That I, I did get out a, uh, a couple of trips out in Madison and caught some fish out there. You know, we had that wonderful, cool, cold weather, and then we got the warm-up that, yeah, you know, yeah. missed everything. And now, uh, you know, but we got some Arctic air coming down uh, later next week. So, you know, by the time I'm ready to go in a, in a couple of weeks, hopefully uh, things will be good. Yeah. Well, maybe for you then it's not so bad that it's warm. It doesn't no, make you feel as bad that... because you're like, well, gee, uh, it's, uh, I can't get out anyway. You know, exactly. I, so if there was a perfect time to do everything, just sort of fell into place. You know, it was just, uh, you know, I had to get it done. It was keeping me up, and so you know, it has to get done sometimes, and it's not good. But rumor has it, do. rumor has it, Paul, that you hurt your rotator cuff from catching all those big fish this fall. <laughs> it's happened a long time. <laughs> it's just sixty-four years of hard use. Uh, That's what that is. I mean, uh, but, was it your uh, right that, shoulder or left shoulder? It's my right shoulder. The right one? And you're right-handed, yeah. I suppose. Oh, sure. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wouldn't it always have to be like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it's you know better that than something more serious, you know? So what are you looking forward to once we start well, getting I'm, ice? I'm seeing the, what's going to happen now. We're going to go, you know, we're going we're gonna to have some uh, cold weather coming. We're going to get a, you know, probably a shallow water bite for a little bit, and then we're going just into those midwinter doldrums that we're going to have you're going to have to start fishing you know deeper breaks and stuff you know you know as midwinter gets going and that's what's going to probably happen we probably should have you know uh, a week or two of you know a shallow water bite before they start skedaddling a little deeper you uh i know you do a lot of pan fishing uh do you target walleyes at all i do when uh um, what I've been finding the last couple of years, these walleyes, they're roaming these deep, deep basins, uh, during the daytime, uh, right with the panfish and, uh, and we catch it, we catch walleyes now and then fishing the deeper water. Okay. How about as far as pike? Have you, you do any tip up uh, fishing then, uh, later? Uh, in- oh, w- w- yeah, I do. Uh, if, when I do pike fishing, I target, uh, more or less the, you know, deeper weed edges and, and then as we get closer to spring, then I, um, I'll go in a little bit shallower, you know, to 
to, you know, where their spawning grounds are going to happen, in, you know, a month or two later from that. And then, yeah, I like my pike fishing too. Then I know, you know, how years ago you and I, you took me out to Delavan and we had a great day pike fishing out there. How is that for pike now? Is that still good it's, or what? It, it's still, yeah, it's still very, it's still very good uh, fishery, you know, and, and what people don't realize, uh, like in the summer months or, you know, the, the, these pike aren't where, where you see them catch, you know, chasing the bluegills and crappies in the spring. Pike, they like that, you know, unlike a muskie, you know, uh, they like a, a deep cold water, you know, where the muskie, you know, the muskie likes it too, but not like a pike, you know. We catch pike out, out in some of these bodies of water, you know, uh, 20 to 25, sometimes even 30 feet, you know, they're, 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 they like that deep cold water. Well, I remember you and I were working like 25 feet of water, working oh, down yeah. deep with some big plastics, and we were just dredging them up, cast out, let it sink on down deep, and just work that bait back. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. We were getting the pike. They were there. Absolutely. And there's a lot of guys, too, they'll use like a, a sucker hook and put, you know, suckers out in that deep water and run those deep breaks, and, and they do pretty well, too. But, you know, it's a lot harder in uh summer to keep those uh suckers alive you know they gotta put ice in their live wells to you know keep them from dying and all but they catch them that way too but i i just prefer casting if i can hey paul um i gotta ask you have you ever used a a bluegill for the pike we have we have and cut the tail Uh, off yeah (laughs) yeah and and when we we did that uh we did that uh, sort of going into fall where the pike, you know, they make that move a little shallower. Yeah. We cast, cast our spinner baits or, you know, rubber, and then we, we uh, put a bluegill out too. Yeah, it sometimes works. Yeah. Hey, years ago. Oh, it does work. Yeah. I think years ago when you and I were on Delavan, middle of the summer there, you would think you told me at that time that you'd seen some decent-sized muskies out there. Um, yeah. what's going on yes. out there as far as muskies? They did, they did plant, uh, some muskies out there a number of years ago. And I heard they were the Leech Lake strain of muskie. And I know I was out there with my son one time fishing and we had one come up, uh, we were casting rubber and, and we were, and we were dragging, we were dragging a live bait too. And, uh, we came, um, and that muskie came right in on the rubber and was eyeing up the you know, the, the sucker next to the boat. Yeah, this was like uh, early fall, and that fish, it was 55 inches. If, if it was uh, an inch, it was a big fish. I mean, a monster. It, it was huge. How like about they don't get, they, you don't, they don't get that many out, you know. It, it, there's some in there, but it's not a, a musky fishery per se. Right. Like, I had, uh, you know, Geneva, they've been planted. That, that was my next uh, question. That's going to be the next uh, good lake to really target for muskies. Yeah, are they still planting Geneva, or was it just a one-time thing? Or what's... no, I heard they were still planting out there, and I, I know I I hear they're ca- catching uh, fish into the mid forties now. And I'm sure it, you know it, it, it's probably kept pretty quiet though. Uh, I'm thinking that if that all of a sudden takes off, it'll be kind of a hush hush thing for a while till the news gets out. Yeah, and, and and that's a body of water, a little like Okach. You know, there's a lot of steep breaks, and, you know, there's a trout in there. So it's a whole different forge that these muskies are, are eating out there, too. You know, so, that I, I know you don't troll, but uh, that might be the next frontier for somebody who likes to troll for muskies, say, like we, like I do on Pewaukee, guys do on uh, uh, Okachi. 
uh, that would be a way to target some of those big fish on those deep breaks. And you could, oh, the, bonus, the bonus is you could get a giant northern there as well. Or a big trout. <laughs> or or big or the, or this time of the year and they big might walleye. Still even be doing big walleye yeah. they, they troll yeah. out there the late late fall even into the winter for these big walleye yeah. out there too yeah yeah and I guess the time to fish Geneva though is either now during the winter if you can spring when the, all the pleasure boaters aren't out oh yeah or or at night. Or weekdays, you got to pick your spots accordingly. There. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't look at it after Memorial Day, and generally not. Then, then I, if I do it at all, it'll be after Labor Day. It, yeah, it it gets pretty uh, crazy out there. Yeah, well, that's one of those lakes where if you're gonna go there during the week is the best if you can. You know, and and foul weather too. Yeah, you can do that, <laughs> there you, you know? go. Yeah. Well, Paul, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. You guys take it easy. Yeah, All right. I uh, hope you heal up quickly. Yeah, rehab that shoulder. You need those big hook sets on the muskies this yeah. spring. <laughs> That's it. I'll, I'll be I'll be ready. All righty. Right, Thanks, Paul. See you, Paul. Okay, bye now. Yeah, Paul Mahalik, uh, I mean, he, well, he's not guiding right now, but uh, if you Rehabbing do... Rehabbing a shoulder. Yeah, if you do have a question about Paul's uh, phone number or anything, I always have that. You can always email me at ceoguys at yahoo.com, and I'll get you that phone number for paul kind of he kind of does the multi-species thing, yeah so that's he does. the thing so he'll do musky but if somebody wants to just take some kids out sometimes i'll just give them paul's number yep then uh they do a great job out there so you know what else i gotta do soon tom what's that i gotta go out to the waukesha gun club and shoot some trap or clays or something i, I met a guy out there uh tom out there mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago i met him at a fishery and he invited us out there and we, we, we've never gotten out there, but I want to get out there and do some shooting sometime. That would be, sounds like a lot of fun. And if you can't go outdoors right now, there's always indoor places to tune up a little bit on your handguns. So Yeah, WCTC yeah. has a good range. So. so I got nothing else, Danny, until next week. That's all I got. I just hope I get home alive. To all the listeners, <laughs> thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Drive safe, my friends. Go pack. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.